Hey everyone, welcome to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm Jesse Graven from the Gardener's Workshop. Over the next few Saturdays, we're replaying some of our favorite episodes of the year, ones that had tons of listens because they're packed full of useful information. We hope you enjoy. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Field and Garden Podcast. It's your friend, Lisa Mason Ziegler, and thanks so much for joining me here. You know, I always kind of say that, but I really, really mean it. Um, I do appreciate each and every listen, like, share, review, um, because all of this helps. Um, It helps me to want to do more. It helps me to, um, you know, reach more people, and that's what this is all about. And if you are listening to this podcast, I suspect that you are either dreaming, starting, or are in business. And you're going to soon understand what that um, gratitude is and what it's all about because we are all in this boat together. Each one of us is unique. Each one of us is different. And we have to support one another. And we can simply do that. Um, Social media, while it certainly has its dark side, right, but there's also a really bright side and you have the choice of which side to choose. And by choosing to be on the bright side and liking and sharing other business people's posts and educational stuff and all of that helps you and it helps them. And, you know, I'm just all about that whole support one another So, kind of going down a rabbit hole, and I'm not even out of the gate yet, y'all. So, if we haven't met before, you know, that's kind of how I am. Um, I am the head bottle washer here at the Gardener's Workshop, a small urban farm that began 23 years ago. Um, I literally live in the middle of the city. I started out with an acre and a quarter for my entire property, actually a little less than that, and that included my home and some buildings And then about 10 years ago, from a gift um, from above, I was able, believe it or not, and now keep in mind, I'm in literally, I'm in the middle of the city. I was able to buy an acre and a half that adjoined my property. I mean, never in my wildest dreams did did I ever even let myself go there. Anyway, so even during our high production years, which means that we were producing 10 to 15,000 stems of flowers a week in season because everything I do is out in the garden in a field, y'all. That's why the podcast is called Field and Garden. No houses here, can't have them. Um, We were producing 15, up to 15,000 stems of flowers a week in season. And then for us, that was like May Through September, for sure, October is always questionable because we're in Hurricane Alley. Anyway, you can learn all about us over at thegardenersworkshop.com. We are a virtual learning center for aspiring and seasoned flower farmers as well as home gardeners at all stages. And we're all about growing cut flowers, doing it without pesticides, doing it simply easiest way that we can find. And I encourage you to check us out at thegardenersworkshop.com. And today, 
I was sitting here this morning and thought, my goodness, it's like the first of March or early March. What do I wish I'd have known 20 years ago that I know today or things that I wished I would be reminded of? Because I think some of these points that I sat down and wrote, I probably had read them, knew them, but for somebody to say, excuse me, tap, 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 remember this stuff. So that's what I'm doing today, friends. I am kind of going to share my reminder list that I wished somebody um, would have reminded me for. So, you know, these are just things that I wish somebody had reminded me of. Number one, I shouldn't really number these. I better write them down as I go because I'll forget where I am, y'all. Number one, what's the point of what you're doing is to spend less money than you make. That's what creates leftovers at the end of the year, better known as profit, you guys. So if you are just out there going hog wild, buying and buying and buying and planting and planting and planting, and you really haven't even thought beyond that point, um, you know, you're kind of a gardener gone wild. Um, if you're a aspiring flower farming business, cut flower grower business um, person, then you should have a targeted list of things that you're purchasing and not just letting every pretty flower that you see. And I, I watch it unfold every day on social media. I mean, I everywhere. Um so there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying if you really want to head into this as a business, there is no worse letdown than spending a gazillion dollars. And a gazillion is, uh, you know, that's all relevant, right? A gazillion to me today is a lot more than a gazillion was to me when I was standing there staring at my first garden space and all I literally had was a shovel and a wheelbarrow and Stevie's old eight-horse Troy built and a pickup truck to go get compost. Literally, that's all I had. I mean, back then, $1,000 was like a mountain I couldn't reach. Today, $1,000 is much more obtainable. So it's really relevant to where you are. So, number one, the point is to spend less than you make so that there's something left over at the end of the year. And that's something that you need to apply to every phase of your business. Here's one. And I think that I did tackle number two better than I see a lot of other people do. And it's because I came from a business background. Um, I was the business manager of an animal hospital for almost two decades, um, like 15 years, I was there full time. And then I continued to do the book work after I left there and was flower farming just because you didn't have anybody else to do it. And so I realized that I had to sell this stuff. Um, these flowers, this is number two, these flowers are not going to sell their self. And I think that I did kind of fall victim to this because Oh my gosh, y'all, when you start harvesting flowers, they are so beautiful, you can hardly stand it. You can hardly bear it. You think, oh my gosh, people are going to storm my doors to get to this stuff. Not going to happen, y'all. Um, it's 
it is a very um, unusual circumstance for that to be the situation. You have to pound the pavement. You have to find what your niche is. You have to find customers for where you are. And that is different for every place. And, you know, so often in flower, my course, Flower Farming School Online, um, people, and I understand, they want all the details on what, what I do and how I did it. And I share that. But here's the thing, friends. Everybody's situation is different. I live in the second largest um, urban area in the state of Virginia. And that just means there are lots of opportunities. If I lived rural or if I lived in um, kind of the country but close to a, an urban area, there everybody's situation is different. So you have to figure out how you're going to sell those flowers. Here's a good one. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to have to take a little sip of coffee because, you know, I typically record these early in the morning. After Steve has gone to work, I unplug the house landline. Tucker is asleep on my bed. I'm sitting in the corner of our bedroom where we have two great upholstered chairs in here. I'm like the lady of chairs. <laughs> I love chairs, y'all. Anyway, sitting in my chair, surrounded by my stack of books, journals, devotional books, um, I have a little pile of um, my dream of starting to do some drawing. Um, and then I have my business notebooks. Um, so, And I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee, so I have to take a sip. And this is my happy place. This is really, really, really my happy place. Um, anyway, number three. You have to get up every day and do it. Um, I have... I hear on social media um, by one of the people that I follow who I just have so much business respect for. Her name is Jasmine Starr. And um, just, she's over the top. And I totally adore her for it. But she says, and this isn't exactly what she says, but she's like, I am so tired of listening to people complain about the business they don't have from the work they haven't done. <laughs> and that is true. And so number three is you have to get up and do it every day, y'all. Even when it doesn't go the way you think, even when you screwed it up the day before, even when it failed, even when it's not working, you just have to get up and do it. You have, I mean, have you ever heard the saying, um, you know, as I'm getting older, and I have friends that are older, you know, and I kind of, I've always tended to hang out with people that were older than me. And it's really apparent at this season in life, how at, as you get, I'm 60, I have friends that are 70 and 80. Um, and one of the things that's become really apparent is that you just have to get up and move every day. Even if you don't do it like you used to, you still just have to get up and do it. And I find that people in wanting to start a flower farming business, spend, um, and it's all based in fear, y'all. It's because you're afraid. They spend a lot of time planning. They think they need to practice. They think they need to plan. And I understand, but guess what, friends? You just got to do it. You just have to get up every day and do it. And that's what held me back in the beginning. And you know, if you, you've heard the story of um, from my love story with Stevie or wherever in my book or on the blog, 
Steve had to literally give me a pep talk to make me go to my first florist. I was so afraid. I was stuck in, well, not yet. I have to do this first. I have to do that first. I have to figure this out. I have to figure that out. Y'all, jump. You just have to jump. And I just, you know, if you need to hear that every day, you know, clip that out of my podcast and put it on your social media and just hit that play button every day. You just have to go out there and do it. There is nothing to be afraid of. And I hope that we all realize that. I mean, all you have to do is listen to other people's circumstances and problems. Turn on the news and you can see that the problem of being afraid of what somebody's going to say about what you're doing is totally your own personal problem. That is not a big problem. You just have to do it. And here's one that I wished um, somebody had said to me. Sorry, y'all, my coffee is pretty tasty this morning. Um, This is big, y'all. Number four, take steps now to prevent weeds. Don't, when you skip this step, you're going to spend the rest of your farming life pulling weeds and you'll never have enough time. You never, there is no time to pull weeds, um, to get rid of weeds, to manage. So number one, I mean, you should put that above all these I mean, y'all, it's right now, it's already happening. There's so many beautiful pictures being posted on social media of tulips and ranunculus and anemones. I, I tend to, to, to point those out because are they not the most luscious looking flowers? You need to be falling in love with the image of your garden, your farm, with your weeds managed. That is far dreamier to me than anything else. Then you can move on to the graduate work, which is what I call tulips, ranunculus, and anemones. Most of us are in kindergarten or elementary school or middle school or high school. And these kind of crops, um, which are what I call high-value crops in my course, um, are high-risk. And it's not that you shouldn't grow them. It's that they are a big investment You have to have customers lined up. You need to know what you're doing to be able to capitalize on that. And again, if you don't care about making money, if you're not really going into business, go for it. But if you're going in for business, I'm saying you're kind of setting yourself up for a fail if you go down that road too soon. So prevent weeds. Don't spend the rest of your season pulling them. And I think that I did learn this early on. I actually, this was back before there was so much, you know, farming information. Um, I can remember literally in a Reader's Digest, y'all, that's where I read an article about two couples that were city dwellers that bought a farm outside of the city um, together. And they were going to grow vegetables. They wanted vegetables, and they thought we're going to do basically a CSA, a community supported agricultural program, that was kind of right when it was just starting to develop. I mean, I'm talking 25 years ago, and so they were making this their weekend work, which was their number one problem. Right? You can't just go there on the weekends. But what took them down was the weed pressure, and the end of the article. The phrase was. 
Get them while they're small. That's what their whole journey led them to is that you need to prevent weeds and or get them when they're tiny. Because when weeds are tiny, I mean, y'all, I can take my garden hoe, which if you want to see it in action, check it out at thegardenersworkshop.com. Um, and it's called The Garden Hoe. You can search the products to see it. And you can see me hoeing a 120-foot bed um, that had that an open bed that beans were direct seeded into, hoeing it in less than five minutes, 120-foot bed to gorgeousness. Um, and that's because the weeds that were developing are being taken out when they're like a half an inch or shorter. And they are a breeze at that point. And this article at the end said, get them while they're small. They found that that was the breaking point. They would not get them when they were small. The weeds would develop. Then they would spend hours and still not get them all, still have a mess, and they haven't even really grown anything good. Prevent weeds, y'all. Here's number five. I don't know how many there are. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What do you know? If you want to go in business, you need to grow what sells, not what you're falling for. There may come a time when what you're falling for will become some of your crops, but you need to grow. I mean, this is pretty much the capsule of my course is to grow what sells every week, what is easy to start and grow when you follow a few ground rules, what is a super low investment, which means it has the highest profit margin, which means you can do a lot of screwing up and potentially still make money. And in my experience of 23 years of selling across almost all the markets, everybody wants them. There is a need in all the different, whether it's florists, designers, supermarket bouquets, farmer's markets, on-farm stands, um, to kind of go down that road to figure out what you're doing before you start, like, again, doing graduate work, right? Um, and that's a big one. Um, I think that one of the things that um, kind of made me a little afraid back when I first launched my course, which would have been 2018, this is 2022, so four years ago, I was so scared and afraid that I made the whole first week of the course about the business, about um, figuring out how to clean your life up, your growing life, to get down to the nitty-gritty of being a business person. And I was so afraid people would think, oh my gosh, I don't want to take this course but I was so overwhelmed with all the um, comments and remarks that students would send in and say, oh my gosh, I realize now why I've been going in circles all this time. I mean, I am so widespread. I am so not focused. I am so trying every, you know, pretty flower that's coming down the pike. Um, Y'all, you have to figure out what that is and do it. Um, and I would love for you to get on my wait list to take my course. I mean, I just love revealing all this to, po- to folks. You're going to have to grow what sells, not falling for every pretty flower that comes down the pike. If you're a home gardener or an avid garden gardener or a gardener gone wild, go for it. 
But if you're trying to build a business, it ain't so easy that way, y'all. Number six, and I know y'all have heard this a ton of times, stop comparing yourself to other people. What I'm starting for Seeds right now is not what the people in New England should be starting. You have to get strong in your own self-confidence that you need to figure out what you need to do and what and how to do it and be strong and, and, and own what you're doing. Forget what everybody else is doing. You can certainly gather information, but stop thinking, oh my gosh, look what they're doing. Should I be doing that? No, no. And I understand because I literally compare myself. Sorry, y'all have to take another sip. I wish you could see Tucker. He is so cozy on my bed, or our bed, um, stretched out sleeping. I mean, dogs don't compare themselves. They just go for it, you know? That's what we should say. Go after flower farming like a dog goes after life. They forgive and forget, and they just go at it at 100 miles an hour, right? And that's what we have to do. Just keep trying it and learn from your mistakes. So stop comparing yourself. I mean, just keep saying that to yourself. I have to say this. Um, you know, sometimes repeating stuff to yourself really does help. Back, golly day, y'all, this was, um, this would have been in the, like 2006 and 2007 when I was um, doing lots of, this was back when the Gardener's Workshop, if y'all haven't ever heard the story, the Gardener's Workshop, when I launched it, was actually a direct sales company. Think Pampered Chef, right? That's what I started out to build the product line of our company as. So for about two years, um, I was, I mean, I built, we had, we had like sales reps in nine states. It was really crazy back then. Anyway, I was doing a lot of traveling at night, going to people's homes to do workshops, just like the Pampered Chef lady shows up and does in your home, right? And one of the areas that I was doing tons of workshops, man, y'all, I would sell so much stuff you just can't even, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, it was very rural. It's about 30 minutes from where I live. And at night, there was so much deer on these dark, long country roads that my dad was very concerned about me hitting a deer coming home at 9.30 and 10 o'clock at night, you know, after doing these workshops. And he would say to me, just repeat to yourself as you're driving home in the dark. I mean, the ditches would be full of deer grazing, literally. And it's 55 mile an hour speed limit. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. It takes forever to get home. And he would just say, just remember this, do not swerve, do not swerve. Do not swerve. That's how people die, is swerving to miss the deer and hit trees. And make y'all make some goosebumps. My dad's been gone now for several years. Anyway, that's what he would say to me at the end of a conversation. What are you doing tonight? Got to go do a workshop. Do not swerve. Do not swerve. Say that to yourself while you're scrolling social media. That's not me. That's not me. And remember, people are also comparing themselves to your posts. It's universal, y'all. That was number six. Do not swerve. Remember that. Number seven, 
Be a professional no matter what. Y'all, this is a hard mountain to climb. When other people act unprofessional or, you know, customers, sometimes, I mean, you know, our general motto is that the customer's always right, even when they're dead wrong. Um, but we always give the customer the benefit of the doubt. We always give them a pass. We always, I mean, we want to be, we, our saying is we want to be the L.L. Bean. Um, you know, L.L. Bean is like 100% customer satisfaction, even when they screwed it up. And that is, has served us so well. Yes, there's one stinker in a bushel basket that always wants to take advantage. And we figure those out. Um, but in the big picture, just let that go. Just go with your, what makes you feel good. Um, my, our team just loves the way that we take care of customers and it empowers them. Be a professional no matter what. Do not get in the ditch and sling mud when other people are slinging it at you. Just, again, I'll reference Jasmine Starr. Jasmine, who I, I'm sure, I mean, she is wildly popular. I'm sure she gets boulders thrown at her all the time from her business, from being her, she's a mom. So people are criticizing her about that. I mean, she just, her motto is this. Thank you so much for your comment. You don't pay my bills. Thank you very much. And just get on down the road. Those people have nothing to do with you. Just move on, y'all. And it's really hard, but again, you just have to practice. Just be grateful for everything, good and the bad. Just say thank you so much for your lovely comment and move on. Um, and that, again, is another one you need to, like, think about. Do not swerve. <laughs> just let it go and move on, y'all. If you dwell on it, I will perhaps say that the gift of me building this business that I have, um, we have about... 14 team members at this point in time in business. And they know I do not want to see stuff that they can take care of because it does wound me. Um, and that's just being in business because I'm a people pleaser um, because I understand that. And so, you know, just until you're able if that is your goal to build a business, that you would have somebody that would just take care of customers the way that you want them taken care of, that you don't have to know about every detail. Um, just think, smile. You want, I'll tell you, y'all, this is going longer than I had thought. I want to tell you another rabbit hole. I used to work, back when I went to work at Denby Animal Hospital, so I've been a flower farmer for 23 years, and for 15 years before that, I was the business manager of an animal hospital. When I was hired there, I was hired as a receptionist. I was a dog lover, fancier, um, serious hobby person. And the girl lady who trained me was the best customer service person. She, Everybody loved her. I mean, I loved her when I went to that animal hospital. I mean, she worked there. I went there before I worked there. And <clears throat> I would say to Gail, how in the world? I mean, and it was a very busy animal hospital to paint the picture. Uh, super busy. Everybody loved Dr. Huddleston, the man I worked for. I mean, you would wait. Back then, they didn't have appointments. You'd wait three hours to see this guy 
People are not happy waiting three hours. Let me tell you, Gail could make everybody happy. And she just smiled all the time. She was pretty to help with that. And she was always well kept, you know, in her little scrub suit, you know, her face. She just was always, her hair was done. Um, and she was always happy. And so when I was, Dr. Huddleston, when he hired me, said, let, tell Gail to tell you her secret. So I said, Gail, so what is your secret? And she said, you know, Lisa, I'm just, she was, you know, a deeply faithful person. And she said, I'm just happy with what I have today. But here's what I think about. When somebody starts about whatever it is, it doesn't matter. She said, I just smile because you want to know what I'm seeing? I just think of them standing there sucking on their thumb. (laughs) True story, y'all. She said, I just, you know, people, first off, you have to know working in an animal hospital, there is such an extreme of emotions from people with new pets to people letting go of pets that are like a, a child to them. And I will say that men are the worst because a lot of men don't deal with emotions very well. It makes them really angry and difficult. Um, So you have to find a way to be kind and gracious and compassionate, even though they're being a total jerk sometimes. And that was Gail's secret. She just imagines when people start getting in the ditch to sling mud, she just thinks of them standing there sucking on their thumb, and that makes her smile. She said, I can smile in the light of anything when I think about that. You know, think about that. When somebody is standing there chewing your tail at the farmer's market over flowers that they killed by leaving them in their hot car, just stand there and smile thinking about that and just say, you know, I'm pretty sure that you need to remember that flowers are like a half gallon of ice cream. They will melt quick in those conditions, but please let me replace it so you can try again. They'll be the best customer you've ever had. All right, y'all. Number eight. So I'm going through this list of things, the punch list, reminder list for those people that want to be flower farmers, right? This isn't necessarily true if you are an avid gardener, gardener gone wild. You can, oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm skipped ahead. There is no fail, only lessons. You have to benefit y'all from every failure you make. I make them all the time. I am in one right now, (laughs) y'all. So it's a lesson for you to move forward and to build on. Um, So consider a fail a gift. I'm actually, there's a book that I would recommend anybody that's in serious business. I forget who the authors are. It's actually just been rewritten like 10 years after the initial. It's a complaint is a gift. And it would, it'll change your life as far as being stressed over business stuff with customers. Check it out. Every fail is an opportunity to learn something and you need to make the most of it. And here is my personal reminder to you. You can do this, friend. If you want to, I have had people from the most unlikely suspects become successful 
flower farmers or people in the flower business. I mean, let's just think for just a minute. Let's talk about Ellen Frost of Local Color Flowers. She is the design studio in Baltimore, Maryland, who thought she wanted to be a flower farmer but then discovered she didn't really want to be the farmer. She just wants to build her business on local flowers. Um, you know, you need to check, you need to follow her. She is teaching the world how local flowers works. If you are a flower farmer, you want all of your customers to follow Ellen. Ellen's course, Growing Your Business with Local Sourcing, is all about her teaching your customers why and how they should buy from you and how they can market the flowers they buy from you. Um, total no-brainer. And as a flower farmer, I highly recommend you take her course. You need to know what your florists are thinking. Sorry, y'all, there's a helicopter flying over my house right now. I am in the pathway. You can do this, and you can do hard things, and there's lots of tools available to you. Um, that's what I've built this entire gardener's workshop online course, line of schools, and on-demand courses. We want people that want to follow this path that those before you, you know, people like Lynn Bozinski, Pamela and Frank Arnowski. Um, I'm thinking of people that have built, I mean, Harmony Harvest, um, Petal Pickers, um, Stephen Gretel at Sunny Meadow, all these people that have built these amazing flower businesses. Guess what, y'all? We built them before local flowers were even such a big buzz. There's even more opportunities now. So you can do this. You can do the hard things. I'm here to tell you, I am not a pusher. I am a follower and I did it. So anybody can do that. That is number nine. Number 10 is the last one, y'all. Pick up where you're starting. What does this mean? So I've mentioned earlier, this is in early March. So we are dead in the middle of, we're coming to the end for here for me with an April 15th last frost date. I am over done with cool season hardy annual seed starting. And I'm not quite ready yet to start my warm season stuff. Um, we're moving into that time in the next couple of weeks. Pick up where you are means that people are, if I could have a nickel for every person that said this to me, y'all, I could fund pretty much anything we could imagine. They all say, I'm so behind. I'm so late. Oh my gosh, I haven't even started yet. Friends, stop looking behind. Look forward. Pick up where you are starting. Um, you know, if you don't understand that there is something always to be done in this flower farming business world, and even as a gardener, but there are seeds to be started at almost all times of the year, almost all times. Depends on where you live. And you can listen to the um, podcast, The Truth About Seed Starting, I talk about that. Retailers have made us think that you have to get in early or you've missed the opportunity. That is nothing is further from the truth. So friends, what do you think about that? I'm just going to run through the list quickly. The point to spend less than you make. 
These flowers are not going to sell themselves. You have to get up every day and do it. Prevent weeds, not pull them. Grow what sells, not what you've fallen for. Stop comparing yourself. Be a professional no matter who is slinging mud at you. This, there is no failures. There are only lessons. You can do hard things. Pick up where you are starting and stop looking behind you and only look forward. We think friends. If you want to learn more about me and the way I teach um, and all those of my peers that I have pulled into my circle, head over to thegardenersworkshop.com where you will find a virtual online learning center for farmers, for gardeners. I have online courses for anybody that wants to start a flower-based business, start a farming business, um, workshops, um, how to start seeds, how to grow a little cutting garden. You can find it all over there. I highly um, encourage you to sign up for my weekly farm news. Our farm, our farm newsletter is like the front page of a newspaper. It has all these headliners and you can just click and go to what you want. Um, right now we're doing a really fun thing. We're featuring the team each week. Um, we have these like six questions we ask all the team members. And when you click to go read about the one that's being featured, you can read all the previous ones. Um, and I'm loving it. I had no idea that one of our team members, guess what her hobby is? She's a hula dancer. You'll have to go um, sign up for our newsletter to be able to click through to our team feature page to see who that is. I was so surprised, y'all. You learn things about people. So, the number one thing you can do to help me with my podcast, the Field and Garden Podcast, is to post a review. Y'all, if you just hit the star rating, if you're enjoying me, and just put, love it. I mean, it's just every review that we get makes the podcast apps show my podcast to more people that are browsing for gardening and farming stuff. And, and I really, really appreciate it. So friends, this is not what I was supposed to be doing this morning. Um, I have other work to do, but I thought, gosh, if only someone had told me or reminded me 20 years ago to stop getting into this buying frenzy and just focus on what my business needs. Because I know it's a really big step, y'all, going from a gardener to a flower farmer, which is a whole different you know ballpark than what we think. But in addition, you're starting a business. It's a lot to chew on. So I love doing it along with you, friends. All right, folks, thegardenersworkshop.com. And remember, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, and you can find all my connections over at thegardenersworkshop.com. Till we meet again, friends, ciao.